Well, let's go to our Australian correspondent now. Brad Foster stops in once a week to tell us what's going on across the ditch. Hi, Brad. Hey, Jesse. How are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. I was a bit worried there. I heard a bit of a muffled squelch, but you're here with us now. And, well, some big news out of New Zealand about changes to smoking laws, but you've got some changes coming yourself. What's going on? You're aiming to become the first country to limit the purchase of vapes to people with a prescription. That's uh, quite an incredible um, new piece of legislation, eh? It is, yeah. The federal government, they announced it yesterday. Uh, from January 1 next year, people who want to vape will have to get a doctor's prescription to be able to do so. Uh, further changes will occur in March, in- including a ban on people importing their own vape products. Uh, now, vape importers will have to obtain a permit from the federal government, notify the Therapeutic Goods Administration that their products comply with new standards and the the new standards will limit flavours, reduce the maximum nicotine concentration and require pharmaceutical packaging. But I'm not sure uh, the plan is the plan sounds good, Jesse. But um, some people believe that it's going to be difficult for police to enforce, given that there's already a, a black market of vapes and uh, illicit tobacco. And they say that the area is now being controlled by organised crime groups because there are high profit margins to be had and smaller penalties for those caught uh, with illegal drugs. But uh, it's a plan, uh, I'm sure it's the same in New Zealand, to reduce the number of young people vaping and taking up vaping and people in general. Um, I did hear that your uh, government um, has scrapped its plans or the previous government's plans to ban selling tobacco to anyone born after January 1. So it's a bit of a bit of a, an issue, nicotine, I guess, everywhere, and um, yeah. we'll see what happens in Australia. Um, listeners might be surprised to hear that you've heard about that in Australia, but uh, in fact, we've got uh, the BBC World Service on in our studio here, and I just saw Professor Michael Baker, one of the um, one of the most recognisable faces during our COVID response, being interviewed by BBC about the changes here. So, um, yeah, it is big news, and uh, listeners will have their own views on it. That's interesting, isn't it, the old black market thing? It feels like um, when they try and ban anything, people say, well, it's just going to go to the black market. It's a pretty compelling idea, whether it'll happen or not. You presume some people will be put off by the idea of having to go to a tinny house to get their vapes. Maybe that'll be just the uh, the spur they need to kick the habit. Um, What about climate change? Uh, We've got uh, COP23 coming up, and a climate change activist has been arrested over the weekend at a protest in Newcastle, and they are how old? 97, Jesse. (laughs) 97-year-old Uniting Church Minister Alan Stewart. Uh, Now, Newcastle is about two hours north of Sydney. Uh, There are about a 1,000 protesters at the port, many in kayaks blocking the shipping lane Uh, where coal is uh, taken off Australia's shores. Uh, The Greens leader, Adam Bant, was there. And Mr Stewart, uh, a sprightly 97-year-old, was also in a kayak um, trying to stop the boats, I guess. Um, He said that he's doing his duty to his family and the planet, and he was quoted uh, in the newspaper uh, yesterday as saying, I'm doing this for my grandchildren and future generations because I don't want to leave them a world full of increasingly severe and frequent climate disasters. Now, I'm not sure if he's the oldest uh, Australian uh, protester, but he's got to be close, Jesse, and, and I guess you're never too old to uh, to do something if you, uh, if you believe in it. Yeah, good that he's still got some energy to care. Anything else happening in your part of the world? 
Uh, well, New South Wales today becomes the last Australian state or territory to allow voluntary assisted dying for those with a terminal illness. Our Australia Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, he has a new nickname, Airbus Albo, after recently making his 18th international trip in 18 months since he was elected. Uh, I don't. I can't see it on the side of an aircraft, but uh, they do like it in the the headlines uh, over here now. Uh, Sydney's expecting a deluge of rain in the coming days, with up to ninety millimetres of rain falling. And I hope it doesn't uh, dampen the Australian Open golf tournament, which starts in Sydney this Thursday, with a bit of a star-studded lineup in the men's and women's field, including Cameron Smith and the women's world number six, Australia's Min Ji Lee. And I think there are about ten players from New Zealand. Uh, travelling across uh, in the men's and women's tournaments, although no, no Ryan Fox, as far as I could tell. He's probably elsewhere in the world playing well, I imagine. Yeah, he's um, he's been a real source of pride for New Zealand. Thank you so much. I used to love watching the Australian Golf, uh, golf Open. Must have been a sign of uh, how little else I had going on in my life when I was uh, at university. <laughs> it's been a while since I caught around. But uh, thanks, Brad, and enjoy it. Thanks, Jesse. Nice to talk to you. Brad Foster is our Australian correspondent. He's on each Tuesday at around this time.